I'd like to request a change. Hmm. A name spelling change. I was on customer service chat with uh, my mobile phone company the other day, mm-hmm. and I was talking to a guy named Michael. But do you no know how, how he spelled it? I have no idea. M-Y-Q-U-E-L. And I all I could do was say, clearly, your parents are far more creative than mine. Evidently. Yeah, but I... I never even would have thought of that. Can I make a legal change? Sure. All right. We can put on the bulletin for no cost. Everybody, this is Michael with a Q on the Twenty Three Podcast and a Y. Spinning the hits all day. <laughs> it's good to have you with us. Your drive time listening. Yeah, <laughs> traffic on the tens, <laughs> and it's uh, Route Twenty Five traffic, so it's sporadic at best. Yeah. Hey, it's good to be with all of you. Welcome to another podcast. Hi, Father Jeff. Hey, good to see you. How's your week going? Well, it's uh, it's another full week. I'm. I want to compliment you again on the vest. He's wearing a he's wearing a black vest and it's it's very nice. And I know we've talked about your apparel before, <laughs> but this I really do like that look. It's very fall. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's always cold in here for one thing. I'm lo- <laughs> I which I love. Someone the other day commented on this vest and uh oh, you got a black vest. I said, "Well, someone just knows how to shop for me." <laughs> You're a one-color kind of guy. You know, it makes it easy. Yeah, it does. Even your black headphones, really. We, we're just rounding you out so well. Um, I I am loving this time of year. We went from like 90 to sweater weather, and I woke up at the beginning of this week, and I had to put on a hoodie, and I thought, yep. this is it. It's here, my favorite time of year. So we're pumped. It's good. Speaking of wonderful things, though, this time of year not only brings colder temperatures and priest vests. Mm-hmm. It also brings the Sacrament of Confirmation to our parish, which is taking place this weekend. Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, Bishop uh, Thomas will be here. I'm looking forward to that. Should be fun. Uh, this is, well, technically it's his second visit as Bishop since you became pastor because he was here for a conference a few oh, weeks true. ago. But this yeah. is like the first major right. parish Official Sunday parish celebration. Yeah, this was just a mass. venue at that point. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. But it'll be, visit. it'll be good to have him. It's always nice to have him here at the parish. Do you remember your confirmation? I do. Where were you confirmed at? At St. Pat's Heather Downs. That's right. Okay. Parish Bishop Donnelly. What's your confirmation name? Well, it's Michael. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Spelled (laughs) spelled the way you spell it. C-H-A-E-L. Yeah. My confirmation name is also Michael. Well, there you go. I feel like... We have that in common besides our barber. (laughs) We're just learning so much about each other. (laughs) I... You know, I remember our our religious education person at the time really encouraged us to use our baptismal name mm. as our confirmation mm-hmm. name. Plus, I mean, St. Michael, who doesn't love a guy with a sword? Right. Just celebrated his feast day. Yeah. You know, it's all coming together. Fantastic. So wait, what's, I'm, if I'm asking too many personal questions while recording, just stop me. What's your middle name? Oh, my middle name is Reed. R-E-E-D. It's a, Ooh, it's a family good. name. It's my dad's middle name, his dad's middle name. His dad's middle name oh, and wow. his mother's maiden name. No way. Yeah. That's goes very back. cool. So obviously it, it sort of in some ways stopped with me, but my nephew, one of his middle names is Reed. Oh, that's cool. Like, like my dad kind of stiff arm strong armed my brother into including that, <laughs> knowing that <laughs> wasn't going to happen with me. So you're Jeffrey Reed Michael. You got it. 
but then now we put father in front of it. So we just, <laughs> we'll just, just keep making it longer. Right. Yeah. Father uh, Jeffrey Reed Michael. The first. The f- <laughs> it sounds very dignified, actually. You know, yeah. yeah. Esquire. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what that means. Maybe you'll be the next king of England. Yeah, I know. You're yeah, need, maybe. You're going to need a bigger crown. I think so. Did you watch? Maybe a black one. Have you been watching any of Not the, a ton, no. No, me either. I just caught little bits. I did like like all the pageantry and the, the hats. I thought those were very interesting. Some of the costumes. It's it To me, it almost seemed like otherworldly like stepping back into like a totally different era Uh, traditions yeah Yeah. actually here's a segue if you i've ever had one before it tradition is alive and well in the church too right like we we get excited about ritual or tradition and in some ways we're doing that but infinitely more importantly every time we celebrate mass yeah absolutely just keeps on going hey um i do do you see these wonderful things i have next to me here i do so uh, shout out to Lynn, yeah, listener of the podcast and parishioner. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about fanny packs. Evidently, uh, we were. T- I think we were talking about when I go to Cedar Point, I see people wearing fanny packs. Right. Which really, at its roots, the fanny pack is a very practical tool for storing. Yeah. Life's essential. I, I don't items. know where it got a bad rap. Well, they just look a little nerdy, but they're. Uh, we were talking about that wow. they come. They. <laughs> That wasn't a reflection of you. Don't, you don't have to take offense to that. I, no, I, I'm not. I, oh, on behalf uh, of all the fanny pack uh, wearing uh, <laughs> listeners out there. So uh, Lynn hooked us up. We've got two brand new fanny packs here. A I beautiful green one, a beautiful blue one. And maybe you should wear what you could wear this under your vestments on Sundays. Oh, at confirmation. You could have like band-aids in here in case somebody gets injured. <laughs> some spare chrism. <laughs> some spare <laughs> It would smell so good. So, Mike, would you like the green one for ordinary time or the blue one for a non-liturgical color? Or the Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, that's true, but that's not an effect. Liturgical. No, I'll take the... I, I like blue, so I'll take the blue one. All right, here you go. You get the Mary fanny pack. Thank if you, you guys could see how beautiful these are. It is something. I want you to find an excuse to wear it at some point. Hmm. I think I think we're going to go to Cedar Point on Friday, so I might just take mine just for fun. Yeah. But I, I think we also need to find a way that we can wear them at the same time to some parish event. <laughs> there should be. Like oh, that. yes. There should be pictures taken. Let's um, let's not do it for confirmation. I think yeah. unless we got one for Bishop Thomas. Oh, just saying. Maybe a red one. He might like that. Yeah. Very Holy Spirit ori- mm-hmm. oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, confirmation this Sunday. How many kids do we have getting confirmed? I think about uh, 35, 36. Okay. And then uh, we'll have mass at two o'clock. So it's a special mm-hmm. mass at two. Of course, anybody's welcome if yeah. they want to come to There's the There's no such thing as a private mass. No, not at all. All masses are open to anyone. We will be streaming at two if anybody wants to. If you go to mass in the morning and you just want to check out confirmation, it'll be streamed. Yeah. Uh, but looking forward to it. Should be should be a nice celebration. I know confirmation for me was looking back. I really was a turning point in my um, Christian journey. Mm. I have a twin brother and. He did decide not to get confirmed in eighth grade, and so it led me. I even remember thinking, "Well, why am I getting confirmed?" Mm. You know, and um, I mean, a lot of people. I don't know if we talked about this before. Think you know, priests are born with everything just sort of figured out, you know, or the <laughs> yeah. we, ha- we hatch from some priest egg, or the priest dork drops us off at the door of the church. Sure. Um, but I remember thinking, like, you know, um, you know, I I love God, I love the church, and I I guess I'll figure out the rest later. Mm. And at the time, that was you know, sort of good enough 
for me, you know, and so at, at confirmation, it's not a turning point because like the sky is opened up and this heavenly light shone down or anything like that. But yeah. it was, it was just sort of that, it was sort of that moment of, of like claiming like the faith is my own in a way that was, I think, appropriate to at my age. Yeah. Um, that I really looking back see as, as one of those markers along the way that was significant. Well, confirmation too, it kind of gets a bad rap in, in the, sacrament world if that, if that it's a world uh just because i use, i mean i used to run the confirmation program here many years ago it's it's a hard it's a hard sacrament to kind of wrap your head around especially for a 13 or a 14 year old mm-hmm. um you know baptism pretty tangible eucharist very tangible in terms of what what's happening you may not fully understand what mm-hmm. we're receiving um confirmation in terms of the anointing and and the laying of hands is very visual and um really evokes the senses uh but when you walk away you know it does take an element of faith which i think is a good segue into the gospel for this weekend um to believe that you truly have been changed on the inside right to be truly sealed with the gift of the holy spirit yeah and i even it's providential that our our second reading and I won't go through it. It's very short. But St. Paul tells Timothy, you know, beloved, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have received you know, through the imposition of my hands. And so mm-hmm. he's talking about his ordination. But I think it's the same idea, like to, to stir into flame that Holy Spirit that we have received in yeah. ba- baptism and confirmation. I, I wrote about that just a little bit last week in the bulletin, that we can always ask that's be stirred into flame within us more and more and just Holy Spirit come more alive within us. And I think the more we do that, the more we can think about, Oh, confirmation really was like necessary and important feel because I have this gift of the Holy Spirit that I can continue to call upon and stir up in my life in big situations and in small situations. And I think through the eyes of faith too, you know, sometimes we think about God as, an external force, God out there mm-hmm. rather than within me. But through this sacrament, we know that we are temples of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. And then it's even taken you know, to the next level when we receive our Lord in the Eucharist mm-hmm. at Mass. And in so many ways, God is saying, I'm not apart from you. I'm... Uh, intimately woven inside of you yeah i even heard on a podcast once as if there's others uh, there's uh, but, well, besides, we're, we're the only one besides sister and mary's serenity uh, podcast <laughs> yeah, which is competi- a, a higher level of competition um, right here at the parish i know goodness I know. but anyway uh he was saying when we say come holy spirit we we think of that maybe sometimes as come from wherever you are yeah. like into my situation rather than come come up from within me as yeah. you were as you were indicating that's good yeah, I, I like how he put that. It really, I think it really helped. Wait, it really who, helped me. Who said that? It was Brad Pierin on the Beyond Damascus podcast. Oh, that's oh, that's yeah. right. It was another podcast. I yeah. thought you, were, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Brad Pitt, and I was like, Brad Pitt said that. That's I know um, Mark I th- Wahlberg I, I, I is think spiritual. I'm, I think I might have paraphrased it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. It was in Ocean's fourteen. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's get into the gospel reading for this weekend. As you just said, oh my goodness. The second reading, wonderful for confirmation, but for all of us. Yeah. Um, this weekend's psalm, one of my favorite responses, if today you hear his voice, mm-hmm. harden not your hearts. Yeah. Um, I think that that in alone could just be a mantra and a prayer to kind of chew on throughout the week. Yeah. Um, 
and again, in light of the sacrament of confirmation. But let's get into the gospel reading. So we're still in the gospel of Luke this weekend, chapter 17, verses 5 to 10. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at the table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat, put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have commanded, all you have been commanded, Say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. Increase our faith. Yeah. How many times have you heard, you know, you're talking about something being paraphrased earlier. How many times have you heard in your life as a priest somebody say, you know, I just really want to deepen my faith. I want Mm -hmm. to have more faith. I want to increase my, you know, some version of that sentiment yeah or even saying it in my own life like i need to go deeper yeah and i need to to grow in my relationship it's interesting um not to bias our our conversation here but it it is interesting that right before this in verses like three and four of, of luke 17 jesus is telling his apostles how much they really need to forgive hmm. you know and to forgive always and and things like that and so this is followed up by them saying lord increase our faith so, like, we know how hard it is to forgive sometimes, and so they're they're saying, "Well, if this is what you're wanting us to do, forgive all the time. You really need to increase our faith. We need some. We need something to help us. Yeah, in order to to, to do that more because it's because it's hard. Um, and then you know, a mulberry tree. You know, I don't know too much about plants. I'm learning more and more. Um, Are you planting these days? I am not. Oh. I. I <laughs> Oh, I, guess, I guess as you know, as as the pastor of the parish, I'm also ultimately the pastor of all the plants. And so, uh, <laughs> literally or figuratively, um, literal plants. Yeah, yeah, like, right. And so I'm, yeah, I'm learning things. Anyway, so I don't think you plant a mulberry tree that has all these roots into like the sea. You know, it just wouldn't wouldn't take root. Right. But she is saying, with even just a little bit of faith, you can do it. What what at least seems impossible, mm. which sometimes to forgive does. Uh, seem impossible. Um, so I think that's what that's what he's um, getting at here. Forgiveness. That's interesting. You know, pulling in the theme of forgiveness. That's not that word is not even mentioned in this excerpt from the gospel because you were alluding to the couple of verses before. Right. But I think that's good to have a little bit of context of what was the conversation prior to kind of the story that we're coming into. Right. Because otherwise. Um, it could just be any number of things, I suppose, that they want their faith increased. And maybe they still do. I mean, there obviously was a lot the apostles didn't understand about Jesus and who he was and the life he was inviting them and us into. There's also some hyperbole here, though, right? Because he's saying he's taking kind of an extreme happenstance here, you know, the, the mulberry tree, by just saying it's going to be uprooted and planted in the sea. But he comes to that by saying, even if you had the tiniest amount the t- just the size of a mustard seed the tiniest amount you would be able to still say this right yeah it's interesting i was reading something the other day 
in a commentary that talked about this in the image of a window. And so, you know, the window could be, you know, six feet tall. It could be six inches mm -hmm. high, mm -hmm. or it could be like, I don't know, like a peephole or something <laughs> like that. But the, the size of the window doesn't have anything to do with, with what's on the other side. And so, like, just this immensity, you know, of, of God on the other side of that, that window, that even if you had just sort of a peephole view mm -hmm. of God, there's a lot you can tap into mm -hmm. um, just, just with that. A lot to take in. Yeah. Right. Do, do people still have peepholes on their front door? Do you have one on your front door? No. And, and fun fact, either. I've, I've um, caught myself noticing that I don't. I'm like... Ah, I wish I had a peephole. <laughs> you probably don't hear that too often. No, I don't. That's probably the first time it's been mentioned on this podcast. Uh, I think I know what you're going to be getting for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Why is someone drilling into my door? <laughs> That's called breaking and entering. Uh, our front door is just glass, so we can just see out. Oh. Yeah. Or now a lot of people have video doorbells. Oh, the ring. Yeah, so they don't even have to get up. Right. They just look at your phone. They just look at your phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Why look out the window? Do you find yourself doing that sometimes? Like you hear rain, you're like, hmm, I wonder if it's raining. And instead of looking out the window, you pull up the radar on your phone and you're like, oh, confirmed. There's green things falling from the sky, according to my phone. I'm more likely to look out the window. Well, that's why you're not a meteorologist, Father. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you're a priest. That's why I failed out of meteorology 101. <laughs> I did take weather and climate in uh, college. Oh, well, then you would know. Uh, it was a very basic level course, mm -hmm. but I, I've always been fascinated by weather. I think it's a... That's a really interesting field mm -hmm. and obviously something that impacts our, our day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Okay, Anywho. again, back to the gospel because Jesus is the master of the weather. I don't know. I was just trying to pull it, pull it together. I don't think I did it very well. Um, let's talk about the second paragraph because I think this one is a little bit more hard to put together. So now he's using the image of a servant. Right. He says, who among you would say to your servant who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table. But instead, wouldn't he say, go get me something to eat? Right. So what, how does this paragraph kind of tie into the imagery that we were hearing in the first paragraph? It's interesting. Someone asked that just um, yesterday at our, at our um, discussion on these readings that we have on Tuesday mornings. I think I put it in the context of, of the whole of that that chapter, at least the opening bit. You know, so you hear about forgiveness, you hear about needing to increase our faith, mm -hmm. you hear about being just a, a servant, and so I think it's for me it's more kind of lining out different ways of what it means to be a disciple, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to you know they they there's all one sort of piece here that seem to have not to dis, not an obvious connection. I love this passage, though, with being an unprofitable servant. Mm -hmm. I mean, that just really has always um, spoken to me. Um, I always think, I think when I was in junior high, there was, for a, for a minute, there was this saying that if you said something, you know, good, someone would say, oh, do you want a cookie? You know, like like a, like a reward or <laughs> oh, something. Okay, all right. You know, and so I always think of that in, during this passage, you know, like, okay, you did your job. Oh, you want a cookie? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I... For me, yeah, it's just, yeah, with ministry here, you know, or any place I've been, it's just, I just sort of, just sort of doing my job. You know what I enjoy is that when I do my job on Sunday mornings, I can still walk out into the Connection Center and get a cookie if I want to. <laughs> so it works, 
<laughs> it works very well. Right. Although so I, try it, it it I try to stay no, away. I try to stay away. No, I do too. Yeah. I do too. It, it ties can... it all together. But fun fact, yeah. did you know there's um, Blue Punch now? Oh, oh, I saw the Blue Punch. And I think, you know, some news was that we got a new pastor this summer. I don't know if you heard. But I think the bigger news is we changed the color of the punch at Mass. Yeah. And, f- and, and nobody full- gave us any warning whatsoever. Right. And full disclosure, the pastor does not decide the punch color. So no. that was not... <laughs> you don't hold that kind of power around here. No, heck no. Um, have you tried the blue punch? No. No. I, I feel like you would have a very blue tongue going into the next you, Mass. You can definitely tell who's been hitting the punch. <laughs> 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 it's a little more obvious these last couple of weeks. That's hilarious. Yeah. My daughter, Emery, had like one of those candies. It's like the fun dip, you know, it like really stains your mouth. Mm. Um, it Her mouth turned like so blue and green. She woke up the next morning and her, her lips were still, I was like, oh my gosh, oh, is she? Like God, it wasn't picture she, day. Is she conscious? I don't even know. Her <laughs> lips Check look, her pulse. Her lips look so blue right now, but yeah. a little washing in it. It yeah. came right off. Oh, no God. artificial dyes. Right. Whatsoever. Very healthy. Oh, oh, oh. Organic. And organic. Hey, um, let's say a prayer for the Lord to increase our faith. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh, my God, we need you. We need you in every aspect of our lives and the faith that we have in who you are and who we are in you. We ask that you stir that gift into flame more and more, as well as all the graces that we received from our own baptism, confirmation, um, Eucharist, and all the other sacraments help us to remember um, our service to you as an outpouring of all that you have done for us. And in times that we're um, in doubt, Lord, help us to just look to the cross and know the immensity of your love and that all things are in your hands. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love in the Holy Spirit, and through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name Amen. of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thanks, Father. Hey, hey, bless uh, you, everybody. We'll see you for Mass this weekend, and uh, pray for these freshmen in high school. Just keep them in prayer over the next few days. Family that may be traveling into town, parents, you know, all that are involved in confirmation this weekend. Come Holy Spirit. I can feel that from the depths of my my being. <laughs> <laughs>